Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mafia with a strong effort on the uh, new, what do you call it, imaging? Yeah, imaging, production, whichever. I have no skills, so I just wanted to uh, give my... uh, Kudos out to Mafia with those uh, and Doug. Is that his name? Yeah, Doug. I like Doug. Yeah, he gets me all the uh, voiceover from our guy PA Paul Allen there, and then uh, I just put it all together. Oh wait a minute! Now explain. Paul Turner, sir, not Paul uh, Allen. Yeah, Paul Turner. I was gonna say Paul Allen. Is he doing? <laughs> he's doing our our imaging. That guy's a badass. The Vikings play-by-play guy. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right. I promised that I would uh, get to your calls, and I will. Uh, again, I'm asking, who's the worst team in the NFL? The Bengals, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Redskins, the Falcons. And I've also put on the list, whether you like it or not, the Browns and the Giants. That's it. I mean, there's really, what else is there to say? I mean, uh, I guess I could put Denver in there, couldn't I? They're pretty bad. Uh, how is it that they don't get mentioned? Oh, they're 3-6, and six, so they've won a few games, so maybe they don't get mentioned because of that. They've been better the last <clears throat> few weeks. The Arizona's 3-5. and five, They don't mention them. Uh, the, uh, the Falcons are on the list. The Bears are 3-5. Are and five. They're pretty bad, aren't they? I think, you know, it's hard for me. I have to say, because the Bengals, uh, you know, they're, they're winless, so fair enough. But the Redskins, to me, are anemic. I mean, they are really anemic. And I, I don't see how the Browns can be as bad as they are with the talent that they have. I really I really don't. I don't understand how you can have that much talent and lose as much as they do. Seriously. Marcel in New York. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Mr. Farrow. Hey. I like your genuine voice in all of American overnight sports radio. Uh, thank you, sir. I just follow you on Twitter, right? Right. Mine is at MarcelMarek70, and uh, I'm here to break down the Brooklyn Nets beating the New Orleans Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson. (sighs) It is a 135-125 victory. The Nets have three and four. The Pelicans have one to six. Okay, what, what, what do you want to say to me, Marcel? We're not going to seriously go through every little stat of the game, are we? Uh, I, I do not. <laughs> no, what did you think of the Nets win? I mean, they, you know, uh, Kyrie went off, and I thought they had a real balanced game. They had every guy and their brother on that team tonight uh, Ooh, pouring in. I like that. You know, they were pouring in uh, double figures. All right, thanks. Good hearing from you. Carver High not giving high grades for the call. Get him out of here. Like, honestly, what are you doing? Take a walk. <laughs> like, like, come on. I didn't know we had an unpaid stringer at the game. What was that? Uh, what was that? I don't know, but he, he said that the uh, Pelicans were 1-6. Uh, 
He was giving us their records. Anyway, uh, just what I was trying to say was balanced scoring. You get 39 from Kyrie, 23 from Levert, Allen 18 and 10, 19 from Joe Harris, 12 from uh, Torian Prince, and 13 from uh, Temple. Uh, they had everybody hitting threes. They hit, uh, I told you, this team, uh, 39% uh, from downtown. They're over 40 for the season on uh, threes, lead the league in uh, three-point percentage. So a good win for the Nets tonight, but you got to handle your business. Uh, against a team that was one in five, or you know, uh, now one in six, uh, that, no Zion. That certainly affected them. But uh, this is a team with some talent on it. There's no doubt. I like Ingram, Ball, Holiday, Hart. I love all those guys. Um, Nikhil Alexander Walker is a really good player. He didn't do anything tonight, but uh, people love him. Uh, Derek Favors can play again tonight. He did nothing, but uh, this team's got some talent on it. Redick. He had 12, um, you know, hit three threes. Uh, if they had, you know, when they do get Zion, they're going to be a much better basketball team. There's no doubt about it. But uh, the Nets should have won that game tonight. When you don't have any size, I don't see how you can beat a team with as much talent and size as the, uh, you know, the, the Nets have size and they have a, a lot of depth. I mean, they got a bench, they got scoring, they got it all. So uh, great guard play, you name it. Great shooters, uh, so they're a dangerous team when they play well because, you know, they have not played well, in my opinion. They're 3-4, and four, so they have come out of the gates and looked very uh, poor. Pistons beat them, you name it. Chris in Birmingham. How you doing, Scotty? Hey, dude. Um, Kim, I like to pull, pull out the call when um, mostly for you and your your family issues, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear. Well, thanks, dude. I, I'm. I don't know. I, I. All I know is this. It, 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 I don't want to bore anybody. It's just not a good situation. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. If the guy goes, he goes. It, it's terrible. It's just horrible. I feel bad for everybody, and uh, it's it's just a bad scene. I've, I just my thing is I just went through it. So uh, and I went through a lot more than, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. I went through a lot more than just my dad dying. There was a lot that went with it. Uh, there was a lot of, of ridiculousness that went with it uh, when my dad died. And, and, you know, the whole deal with estates and with lawyers and with wills and with family and with not family and everything else. So it, the whole thing sucks. I hate, I, I think uh, death and dying is the worst part of, uh, I guess, life. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing people, you know, go. Uh, I just want to talk about two things. You, you, you asked um, what, who, who, which team is like the worst in the NFL. Right. Honestly, I, honestly, I say it's, the, it's a tie for, from the first one. I say it's a tie between the Bengals and the Dolphins. Um, and my second point is uh, I want to just talk to Mafia for, for a second. Um, Yo, Mafia, are you finally buying into my Saints now? Because um, as a betting man, you say you gave up on them after, after the Minnesota, Minnesota loss. Yeah, when did I, I ever say I, I, I never yeah, said that. I don't, I don't remember that at all, Chris. To be honest with you, so let me say this: uh, I don't agree either with the uh, that the uh, Dolphins are the worst team. To be honest with you, because the Dolphins just kicked the Jets' ass. So uh, I, I'm telling you, they have been in. They have covered like five times. They have the worst roster. Maybe the worst roster. They have the worst enough, roster. But they don't play like the worst. That guy, team. that guy Flores has them playing hard. Right. The last few weeks, like. They could have beat the Redskins down there. They they tried the two-point play at the end of the game. For a half, they had the Bills. They were beating the Bills for a half up at Orchard Park. And uh, what, the Steelers, didn't they jump out 14-0 on the Steelers last Jumped Sunday Jumped out 14-0. And then, of course, the win yesterday over the Jets. So, for a month plus now, the Dolphins 
are playing hard. You remember back in September when they were getting mashed by everybody. Right. Were they playing better teams then? Sure. The teams maybe they're playing the last four weeks, not as good. They've covered in four straight games. They've been in the mix for these last few weeks. And uh, they're they lost. Hard. They lost 17-16 uh, to the Redskins, 31-21 to the Bills, 27-14 to the Steelers, and then they beat the Jets. But talent-wise, they have probably the worst roster in the NFL. Fair enough. But to me, if you beat the Jets, you're better than the Jets. That's it. They beat them. So what do you, what do you need to know? Now, they'll play them again at the Jets, and I, it might be a different outcome then. We'll see. They play at the Jets, at the Giants, in back-to-back weeks in – MetLife. Now, the Bills were able to win both those games at MetLife. I don't think the Dolphins will win both of those games. Uh, Tanya in San Diego on the fan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Tanya. Hi. How are you? How's it going? Good. Thank you. I want to know, will Ohio State cover that 42-point spread against Maryland on Saturday? Well, I think one of the things is uh, they, they were off this week, right? So my guess is they'll, uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think they'll, you know, lube it up and probably, like, you know, Michigan beat them like 38-7. I think Ohio State will put 60 on them. I think they'll beat them 60-7 to or something like that. I do think they'll cover the 42. I could be wrong. I mean, stranger things have happened. But uh, I think Maryland's terrible. And Ohio State uh, should beat their ass. I don't. I think the game's at Maryland, though, isn't it? I think it's actually in college. No, Ohio. It's in Columbus. Oh, oh well, then they're, 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 the game's in, in the shoe. They'll kill them. They're going to kill them. I, I know I already laid the points, so I'm already I'm on Ohio State. Okay, and then uh, thank you. And then there's one more question about the college basketball starts tomorrow. Right, it's great. And what, now I was curious, please, about the. Uh, Michigan State and uh, Kentucky game. Yeah, I think uh, I I took Michigan State and laid two and a half. I think that it's, uh, you know, a very dangerous game. I think Kansas and Duke and and Michigan State, Kentucky could, you know, flip a coin. It could go either way. Either all, all of those teams are capable of winning, all four of them. So they're all dangerous. They're all capable. That's why they're in the games because they pick the four, you know, four of the best ten teams in college basketball like they do every year to play in the tip-off games, and that's what essentially this is. So tomorrow night's going to be great. And, uh, you know, Michigan State is loaded. The reason I like them is because of uh, Cassius Winston. I think he's a great basketball player, a great guard, a leader, a floor general. And he's, you know, to me, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say because I haven't seen anybody else play yet, but I, I think he's the most dangerous uh, point guard in college basketball in terms of experience and talent and the game that he brings to the table. I mean, he's he, I, he's accountable for, I think, half of their points every night. Like, he's in on half of their points, like, you know, with dishes or buckets. I mean, the guy literally, when he's on the floor, everything goes through him, and he's just an incredible basketball player. So uh, I'm willing to bet on them because of him. And uh, and Izzo's team's, you know, preseason number one. That means nothing to me that you're the preseason number one. Preseason number one means jack because at the end of the season, that's all that matters, who's number one. At the end, the beginning is nonsense. It's all stupid. In fact, college uh, football and basketball rankings all year long are stupid. Until now in football, when they finally come out tomorrow night with the playoff rankings, those matter. And then the final poll matters. 
In college basketball, they do it every week, power rankings and rankings and top AP and coaches poll and all this other nonsense. And all it is is a bunch of nonsense. It's stupid. None of it matters at all. Uh, you're either in the field of the tournament or you're not. You can be ranked all you want. Uh, rankings don't get you hardware. That's all I know. You either are going to make the field or you're not. It, the whole season's about making the tournament, right? That's what it's about. It's not about how many times you're ranked or if you're in the top 25 the whole season or not. It, reality is, do you make the field or what's your seed? You know, and then, you know, where are you playing? So that's what the whole season's about. The whole season is about uh, March Madness. It's not about anything else. Uh, in fact, the whole thing's a waste of time until you get to the um, conference play and then conference tournaments and NCAA tournament. The rest of it's nonsense, particularly at the beginning of the year when they play all these horrible mismatches where same in college football where, where these cream puffs get slaughtered by good teams. So, but in basketball, same thing. You're seeing it tomorrow night. There's every team in the world that's good is, you know, laying at least 20 or more points in these games. Some of them 35, some of them 40. Like Gonzaga's laying like 36 points tomorrow night in their opener. And that's what they'll do for their first 10 games, right? And uh, to me, that gets a little ridiculous. Gary in Massachusetts. Yes, I have two things I want to uh, talk about. One is about Mav Elbit, but the first one is how did Portland Trailblazers lose as a nine-to-one underdog tonight? And also, does that mean this season is probably pretty much going to be pretty bad? Because I mean, how do you lose at nine-to-one? Well, I, so you, I know you're just joking because you cannot judge one night out of eighty-two that it, their season's over because they lost tonight on the road to the Warriors. They got completely burned. That's all there is to it. Uh, no one thinks that they're going to lose to the high school Warriors, which is what they are, a high school team. And and no one thinks they're going to lose to them, so they take the night off. They think they're going to walk through it and get it done and that they're just going to get the win easy and it's going to be handed to them and there's no work needed to be done. That's not the way it works in the NBA. You have to play hard every night no matter who you play to win. And if you don't play hard and you walk through it and you don't care and you don't hustle and you don't make plays, you lose. And so they lost. It is what it is. I lost the bet too, so I, everyone lost the bet. There's no one I know alive that bet on the Warriors tonight. So what's your other question? Mav Elbert, okay? I'm 56 years old. Mav Elbert, I know you can't talk badly about one of your own New York broadcasting uh, people and so forth, but Mav Elbert is so boring. When are they going to get rid of him? He's not exciting for NBA basketball. That's it. Always listening. All right, there you go. I don't uh, – I, I don't – that's your opinion. So I, I don't have anything. I like Marv. Um, I've known uh, Marv and – and, and uh, Kenny and Steve uh, for a long, long time. So, and, and I can say whatever I want about anybody. So I can guarantee you that. I'll say anything I want about anybody. <clears throat> I'm not afraid to say anything about anybody either. Uh, and I certainly don't hold back my opinions of anybody ever. Uh, but I like the family, and I've been friends with them for a long time. Now, I don't hang out with uh, Marv and Kenny or any of them. I'm friends with Steve. I've always been friends with Steve. I'm friends. I'm, I get along well with Kenny. I don't, like, see Marv ever. I've seen him a few times over the years. Uh, he's had a brilliant career, and there's no getting around that. And, you know, I wouldn't uh, – I know they don't want him, uh, frankly, doing games anymore. I, I think that they're scared to death of him uh, to get rid of him, and that's all there is to it. I think he's at the end of the line doing NBA games. You know, they've kept pushing him down further and further into the, you know, games of importance, if you will. Am I wrong about that, Carver High? He doesn't do the big games anymore, you know? Yeah, I mean, he usually does one of those 
doubleheader games. Kenny and, does more stuff than Marv now. Well, he yeah, but Marv only does now TNT NBA. That that's it. He doesn't do anything else now. Kenny does everything. Kenny does everything. Everything. So, um, but Marv now has been whereas he used to have a. Does Kenny do games when he's actually in bed? Uh, it's possible. He's I calling mean, games between, while he's sleeping. Between hockey and basketball and college basketball and <laughs> is NFL he doing lacrosse and, and, and arena football too? Boxing and uh, I mean Kenny does everything. Is he doing a water polo play by play? It's possible when the Olympics come around next year. He is. <laughs> I think he might. You might get that gig to 855-2124-CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, so uh, Mafia went to the uh, Masvidal-Diaz UFC event at the Garden, and uh, Masvidal won. Of course, the doctor stopped the fight because of the uh, massive cuts on Diaz's eye and face, mostly the eye. Yeah, above and below the eye. I have to say, though, uh, uh, that was the funniest line ever that Conor McGregor, did you see what he said about Masvidal? Yeah. The A-Burger King? Yeah, I saw that. Could I get a 3 p <laughs> soda and a side chicken box, please? <laughs> Loads of salt and vinegar, thanks. That's a great, that is a great tweet. That was funny, I have to admit. And I can't stand him, but that was funny. No, be even funnier if he gets in the cage with Masvidal. He that guy will destroy beat, him. He can't beat him either. Masvidal will destroy him. Destroy him. He can talk all the smack he wants, thinks he's the best man on the planet. He hasn't fought in years, and Masvidal is scary. That dude is freaky, man. He he just destroyed Nate Diaz. Everyone wants to complain about the doctor stoppage, and I get it because it's supposed to be you know the BMF title. But he was and, dominating. He was dominating him. Diaz was getting a little bit more in the third, but I said in the middle of that round, I tweeted out that that cut was going to be a problem because you could see – the eye was swelling, so it was hard for him to keep it open. He had to wipe the blood out of the eye the whole time. I said, that's going to be an issue. In the middle of the round, at the end of the round, it was, because the doctor realized that the thing was gushing. And if you saw the picture that Dana White sent out yesterday, you know, it was a lot worse than it looked like on TV. When you saw all the stitches in there, that was deep. Oh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. Uh, for Connor, I mean, just honestly, how could you run around and, and call anybody out when you haven't fought in forever? Like, you haven't won an MMA fight. In not months, years. It has been years since you've won an MMA fight. He's fought once in the last three years, and he's got his ass beat by Nurmagomedov last year. Can you go beat somebody, and then you can go running around calling people out? Like this guy hasn't beaten anybody. And I, you know me, I love rooting for Connor. The whole, you know, the waving the Irish flag around. That's all fine and good. Go, can you go fight somebody? He never fights. Like, honestly, go fight he somebody. He never fights. He never wins. And I thought the interesting thing about Saturday night was how the boxing match waited right. until the MMA was done before they started the Canelo fight. Remember that you, the clocks fell back, though, so it wasn't I as get bad that, as but it it's seemed. very telling. Well, you also got to remember that they were doing on the zone. It wasn't a pay-per-view fight. They already got all the money. They didn't need to worry about who was actually watching it because they had the subscriptions. That's all they care about. They don't care about the actual viewership numbers. If they didn't care about the actual viewership numbers, then they didn't have to wait for the MMA fight to end. They could have just did it. They didn't care who was watching I think they realized that, uh, that, you know, boxing knows now that UFC kicks its ass. That's all there is to it. They want, Not one guy will admit it. Not one guy in boxing will admit it. Uh, they all keep trying to sell you that their uh, fights are, are awesome and better than 
Uh, everybody thinks they are, but they aren't. The, the UFC kills them. And Canelo absolutely cleaned that guy out with that shot. Uh, I, I mean, what he a just, mammoth oh, knockout. He just crushed But how about back. this guy Masvidal thinks he could fight uh, Canelo Alvarez? What's Can- that about? Canelo Alvarez would kill him. He'd kill him dead. You have to understand, that guy is not a boxer. And so I'm telling you, that would not go well. The same garbage we went through with Conor and Floyd Mayweather. It's the same stuff. I actually think Masvidal is way more talented than Conor McGregor. And I still think he would get annihilated by Canelo Alvarez. Listen, I keep telling you people, nobody wants to hear it. Canelo Alvarez is one of the four best fighters in the world. He's not losing to anybody. He's not, and, and what he said the other night was emphatic as well. He says, I will not fight Triple G again because he's not challenging enough for me. It's true. He has surpassed uh, Triple G and all of them. Triple G now doesn't matter at all to him. And now he went up and weighed to fight a light heavy, and he won that belt. This guy, he's not going back down to do that again. I don't see it. Bottom line is, if if he fought that guy, Jorge Masvidal, he'd kill him. I think he'd really damage him bad. He'd kill him. Literally kill him dead right in the ring. And I thought the uh, the knockout of the night, I, could, I don't even know who it was. Mafia would have to say it. was the guy that kicked the guy in the face. And just oh, that was Kevin Lee. Out. Kevin Lee. Ke- yeah, that oh, was a filthy my God. He set him up with the right hand and the left head kick. That was a great. took out Gillespie. That was a great uh, kick. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Make sure you get on PharrellOnTheBench.com. What are you waiting for? It really is kick-ass. Saturday, college football, 66% of my bets covered. I hit my top five plays, boom. Six of my top seven ranked plays, boom. How about uh, this week in the NFL? I hit the Cowboys tonight to win, laid the seven. I hit 70% of my NFL bets for the week. That's my fifth week in the 70 percentile bracket. I had a 79 to 77, 271s, and now a 70% bets covered week. I hit 5 and one in my top six plays, 9-4-1 and one in spreads. Pharrellandabench.com rules. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. You're going to need to. All right. Uh, let me get this organized. I'm a mess. I'm disheveled. Tim Disheveled Day. Uh... Carver High with a huge story tonight rolling out of Lipstick City. What do we got? Yeah, this is from Vincent Bonsignor out there who says that uh, he's got a story that the league has discussed the possibility of the Chargers being the team that would eventually move to London if, of course, London were ever to get a full-time franchise. Obviously, things have not gone well. The first couple years, the Chargers have been playing in the soccer stadium over there while they wait for the big... Uh, Ram Stadium to finish because that's what it is. It's the Ram Stadium, um, but you know it. It says the possibility has been discussed among league personnel. Uh, in the story, it says that there's been uh, it's been a become a given within league circles that Jaguars owner Shad Khan has secured a de facto right of first refusal on moving to London. So at a minimum, the Jaguars would need to say that they aren't moving before the Chargers or anyone else would. Uh, there's a lot of layers to this. It involves, uh, it would involve some realignment. It would involve a lot of things. Um, it sounds like, and we've talked about this for years, the NFL is dead set on putting a team in London. I think it's a horrible idea, but they seem to be 
really wanting to get a team in there badly to talk about moving the Chargers. They just moved to L.A. a couple of years ago. They just keep playing games in London, and though. That, and I know. They well, care more about London than they do America. And I the took, NFL does. They really do. And I don't. I don't. Th I think it would. Why be are a, they so obsessed with London? It, would it be makes such a, a mistake. I just. It makes no sense to me. I I've never understood it. Who cares? I mean, they're playing four games a year there now. Who cares? No one. And how about that nine thirty start? Nobody watches. No one. Not, literally, you can't tell me people get up and watch that. Do, I think it would be a big mistake. Do you like even know? Because like, the. The game, they had one of them at normal time. It was a night game in London. Two of them they did it. This year they did two at 9.30 and the other two at 1 o'clock. Yeah, they should do them all at 1 o'clock. I remember the Bear-Raider uh, game was a 1 o'clock game. Yeah. The 9.30 game was obviously this week, and I think the Carolina game was Yeah, I don't know what the purpose of it all is, why, why they're so obsessed. And, and, and how about just putting the Chargers in this story? Like, I know that their fans are, they are all in San Diego. All right, we get that. 90% of their fan base right. is in San Diego. They've already been moved to L.A. You're going to move them even further now? Just uh, kind of silly, man. It really is. I think the whole NFL London thing is just a joke. They don't. They sure don't. The league loves they it. They want to have a team there. Coaches poll, Alabama 1, LSU 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4, Penn State 5. Do you think anything will be different in the uh, first playoff poll that comes out tomorrow night? They always seem to try to, in the first one, there's always something kind of different sometimes. Um Maybe Penn State will be in that top four. LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson are the top four in the AP. Penn State, five. Georgia, six. Oregon, seven. Utah, eight. Oklahoma, nine. Florida, ten. It, does it even matter after five? It really doesn't, does it? doesn't does it? matter. It really does not matter. They like to make they, – they usually put five and six up there with the top four, to, you know, the last two out. Syracuse fires their defensive coordinator, Brian Ward, after giving up 58 points to Boston College. Blame the defensive coordinator. His fault. Uh, reports say redshirt Houston quarterback Derek King has a little chance of returning to the Cougs next year. Sounds like he's leaving there. Uh, the award finalists are out in baseball. Very exciting. Uh, anyway, some of them. Uh, NL Rookie of the Year, Alonzo is one of them. Tatis and the Padres. AL Rookie of the Year, Jordan Alvarez. He's probably going to get it. A Manager of the Year, Council, uh, Schilt, and Snitker. Uh, in the National League, AL Manager of the Year, Rocco Baldelli, Aaron Boone, Kevin Cash, NL Cyan, DeGrom, Ryu, Scherzer, AL Cole, Morton, Verlander, NL MVP, Bellinger, Rendon, Yelich, AL MVP, Bregmans, uh, Semyon, and Trout. And uh, they're going to give out uh, the Rookies of the Year Monday, uh, next Monday, Tuesday, Manager of the Year Wednesday, Cyan, Thursday, MVPs. Very exciting. Mets hire Carlos Beltran is their new manager. Carver High, what do you think of that hire? Mafia, you're a Mets fan. What do you think? What do you guys think? I just think it's a, you know, he could be good. He could be bad. You don't know because he's never managed before. And I just kind of think it's silly that the Mets went from a guy who didn't have any experience. Everybody complained that they wanted experience. And they bring in a guy with none. Well, that's the thing to me. You know, no offense to him. I, I love him as a player, but he's never done it. And you have a GM who's never done it. It's one thing when these other organizations, we got guys like Theo Epstein, we have right. you know, Dubrovsky in Boston. We have these other organizations where guys in the front office have been there, are entrenched, they know what they're doing, and they want to bring these guys in because since they have no experience, they'll just go with whatever they say and do what they want, like Aaron Boone in New York. You don't have that in the Mets organization. You have a guy who was an agent who doesn't know what he's doing in the front office. Now he brings in a guy to be the manager who doesn't know what he's doing behind the bench. It's going to be a complete mess. I mean – 
it's, it's a situation where you just, like Carvai said, you come from a guy who made rookie mistakes, who made dumb things because he didn't have that experience. And to fix that, you put a guy in there with no experience. Well, uh, you know, Callaway had been a bench coach, so he had he had he had been a pitching coach, right? But so, he hadn't been in the big C, so when he had to make those big decisions, he screwed him. Well, up. what's amazing is that he was a pitching coach, but he his worst decisions he made with the Mets were always pitching. Yeah. So that was what was amazing. World Series MVP. I do not like it at one bit. I'm not a fan of all this uh, David Ross and Carlos Beltran getting jobs. I mean, honestly, what's next? Like I said uh, before I went out last week, what's next? The beer vendor is going to be the next manager, which I I approve wholeheartedly. Uh, Steven Strasburg opts out of his deal with the Nationals. He's he's already rich, going to get richer. Anthony Rendon tops a list of free agents on the market, obviously. Uh, J.D. Martinez staying in uh, Boston, right? So there you go. Among the pitchers available are Ryu, Zach Wheeler, Madison Bumgarner, Rick Porcello, Cole Hammonds, or Cole Hamels, Odorizzi, Dallas Keuchel, others eligible, Didi Gregorius, Josh Donaldson, Yaziel Puig, Marcelo Zuna, Jose Abreu. Uh, Araldis Chapman stayed with the Yankees, and they got rid of Edwin Encarnacion, who hit zero in the playoffs. They also did not uh, give a qualifying offer to Didi. Right. So a he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He was going to be a free agent anyway, but now, uh, you know, I mean, they could still negotiate with him. It'd be a little trickier. I liked him on the Yankees. Yeah, I think they're moving on. That's too bad. Uh, there you go. Uh, and what else? Kenley Jansen staying with the Dodgers. Jed uh, Yorko option declined. Uh, Cubs pick up Anthony Rizzo's uh, 2020 option. They love him. The Blue Jays have acquired Chase Anderson, the Brewers, uh, in a deal. And uh, the Gold Glove winners were announced in baseball, and very exciting. Uh, Nolan Arenado headlines the winners with his seventh straight. Some of the other ones, Roberto Perez, Indians, a catcher, Matt Olson, A's, Yolmer Sanchez, White Sox at second, Lindor short, Matt Chapman, A's third, left uh, field, Alex Gordon-Royals. Kevin Kiermaier, Ray Center, Mookie Betts, right, Mike Leake, the pitcher, National League, Rail Muto behind the plate, Rizzo, Wong, second base cards, uh, Ahmed, Diamondbacks, uh, short, uh, Arenado, third, uh, Peralta, left field, D-backs, Lorenzo Kane, Brewers, center, Go- uh, Cody Bellinger, Dodgers, right field, and Zach Greinke, the Diamondbacks, or, uh, you know, obviously uh, Astros gets the uh, – Gets the uh, gold glove. 145 days till opening day. I've got all your uh, odds. Who's going to win it right now? The Yankees are favored to win it all. Go figure. And uh, then the Red Sox. I love it. Uh, So the Nationals, uh, they're nowhere to be found on the list. They just won the World Series, but they have no chance now to win it again. How funny is that? The Lakers have won five straight instead of top the Western Conference. Very exciting. Draymond Green out a few games with a torn ligament in his finger. D-Lo's also out. Russell. Zach Collins of the Blazers out following surgery to repair a dislocated shoulder. Reggie Jackson, Pistons out four weeks with a stress uh, reaction in his back. Disney rumored to be working on a Giannis uh, film. They're making a movie about Giannis. Uh, Patrick Hornfist at the Penguins on the IR. They're sending him. Uh, he's got a long-term injury. And then what do we got? College basketball starts tomorrow night. We talked about it a little bit tonight. Leonard Hamilton won his sixth world championship in Formula One racing. Over the weekend. That's pretty impressive. Six world championships. 
And people still don't know who he is. But they do know who he is all over the world. People here don't know who he is, right? And uh, how about this one? Uh, Roger Penske bought the Indianapolis Motor Speedway from the Holmans. They had owned it forever. They originally bought it, uh, t- uh, you know, the Holman um, family for $750,000. I bet it was purchased for a lot more than that. Uh, that's my guess. But uh, Roger Penske now owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's pr- pretty crazy. Uh, the Indianapolis 500 is not going anywhere, right? So, it, you know, the Indy 500, is a, uh, the Brickyard is a place of legend. It really is. It's a great place. It's a cool place. I've been to 13 Indy 500s. It's badass. So I don't care what anybody says. It's still cool. The Indy 500 is still cool that one day, right? I don't know if anybody cares, but that day they care. That's a huge crowd. The people half, that are there care. Half a million people. Nobody else cares. No one else. But the people who are there have fun, and they care. They love it. Jose in Arizona, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, uh, what do you think of the Suns' uh, early success so far? I think they look great. I mean, like I said earlier, I think Monty's doing a great job, and I love Devin Booker. Uh, They got some young talent on that team. They're playing together. Uh, They're busting their ass. They won tonight. They're in second place behind the Lakers. Uh, Great start for them. I don't think... You know, after the seasons they've had the last couple of years, you know, being five and twos, like, uh, that's a champagne party for them. I mean, uh, they're they're playing great basketball. Tonight it was a huge win. I, I don't know if they would have won that game if Embiid played, but because uh, they, you know, they got no Hayden playing for them and they're still winning. That's crazy. So it's a great start for the Suns. It's, it's pretty exciting uh, for their fans. And uh, a reason to be jacked about uh, the Suns is the way they're playing every night. Jared and Ventura Cali. Pharrell, how you doing? Hey, brother. Can I get a beer? Yeah, absolutely. Your choice. Oh, thank you very much. There you how, go. I don't understand. Like, I CBS Sports Radio, especially you, is so much better than ESPN. Sorry. I listen, and I just love this radio station so much more. I just had to say that. Thank you. And... I just want to think, like, after the Ravens win last night against New England, um, what do you think their shots are in the playoffs? Like, are we are we looking at an AFC championship? I don't know about a Super Bowl or an AFC championship, but is it too soon? Yeah, I think I, I think it's I think it's too soon to start crowning them. I, I think that you know they have a uh, right now. Obviously, the inside track to win the North and to you know. Uh, go to the playoffs, and that's all that matters if you're one of the six, right? So anything's possible. I think they're a very good football team, and they got a great quarterback that's very exciting. He's going to be hard to stop, and uh, certainly on, you know, third and fourth down and short, the guy's going to be lethal uh, to stop. So uh, when you game plan against them, you got your hands full. You got problems. Uh, They're definitely a good team. I, I think, you know, they did a great job of stopping the Patriots. I think their defense has to play together a little better the rest of the way to be a championship team. I don't think it's the greatest defense I've ever seen in my life, but uh, they're legit, and uh, I think they got great coaching and uh, great schemes. I like their offense. I like their uh, play calling. They're keeping people on their heels. They're making defenses look uh, you know, crossed. 
and dizzy, and they're just getting it done in six ways till Sunday. They've got all kinds of uh, tricks in their, uh, up their sleeve. I like the game that they're playing, and uh, they look dangerous right now. But, you know, they played half the season. There's still another half to go. Anything's possible. Injuries, we don't know. They could lose a couple games. You don't know. You just have no clue what's going to happen. Right now, they look fantastic, but there's a long way to go. I mean, uh, they do not crown Super Bowl champions uh, you know, in the first week of November, okay? Uh, the whole month of December is brutal, and then January is where everyone makes the money in the playoffs. Don't forget to check out the podcast of the show afterwards on Twitter and Facebook. We'll see you again tomorrow night at 10 for Carver. I'm Avi. I'm Pharrell. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.